Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Great to have you on board as we get into it here on this 14th of December, 2023. Josh Bertaccini live for the Bunker Studio here at CMB Media Style as we get after it with a lot to discuss and a lot going on. Certainly in the sports world, Razorbacks dropping their 2024 schedule last night. So we will talk some more about that as we work our way through. Ty Schalter, tremendous NFL writer, going to join us coming up in half an hour. We'll talk with Big Money Ty about the NFL's final four weeks of the regular season. I can't believe we have four left, but that's what you have coming up here in two days. You got games on Saturday this week, and that's one of the the, the fun parts of the end of the NFL schedule is that it's all over the place. You're playing games basically every day, Thursday through Sunday. And Jets and Dolphins played on Friday a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, hot mess right now. Ty Schalter on some NFL coming up here in uh, in half an hour. We'll also talk this morning as we work it through with Jermaine Petty, former Razorback All-American linebacker, 2001-2002. JP, a great friend of us here on the show. And man, he, uh, he has been a clutch resource for us for a long, long time. Had he? JP in the mix. Of course, he's the defensive flying coach for Greenland, doing his thing these days in the high school ranks. But would love to get some thoughts out of him on some of the transfer portal stuff in and out. And then, of course, the dropping of the 2024 schedule, which we're going to sink our teeth into this morning in its own right. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe across the social media. The Real NWA JB, making it happen for you, the people. And streaming it live here on Podbean each and every morning. YouTube as well for the post-game shows. People's post-game shows. Basketball, baby. Coming up in just a few weeks. Look forward to that. January, February, and March as we take you on the journey with the Hogs into the NCAA tournament. How far that journey will go, time going to tell. But it's going to be a lot of fun here to watch this must-bus season unfold in year five as we get that going. A little more hoops in a bit. Must try to sort out his rotation. We start today with the transfer portal, making you officially say goodbye to Rocket Sanders. Now, we talked about Rocket on the show last week when he entered his name into the transfer portal. You're talking about production that went up exponentially and then down off a cliff and whatever the numbers were. You know, something ridiculous, like 500 rushing yards, 1,400 rushing yards, 200 rushing yards. So the, the, the scale went up and then off a cliff. And it just didn't happen for him this year, physically not in the place you needed him to be. And I think there were a lot of uh, uh, people in his ear. You know, knee management, a la Nick Smith in basketball. 
tendonitis. Plus, he was carrying a heftier frame. That doesn't always work out. Instead, what you get is Rocket Sanders continuing to play college football. He's not done yet. Nope. Rocket is very much still doing this thing. And he's doing it. Man, he is doing it in the SEC at South Carolina. That's uh, that's kind of tough to stomach for me. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's um, that's rough to see him stay in the SEC and stay in college football and not be not be on your team anymore. Are we about to see something like that with KJ Jefferson? I wonder what the future holds for KJ there. I mean. What do you think it's going to hold there? Is he going to transfer to South Carolina too? Like some had said, is he going to come back to Arkansas? Like many would have you think is impossible. Is it maybe theoretical that he could play a different position? What if KJ Jefferson pulled an AJ Derby? You know, a Tim Tebow. Remember Tim didn't want to do that. Almost a Matt Jones and moved to tight end. I know Matt Jones is a wide receiver in the NFL, but... With KJ Jefferson at this point, given his physique, given his girth, given the number of hits he's taken throughout his career, I kind of sort of feel like he'd be better served if I tried a different position out. You think he's getting drafted as a quarterback? I asked you that question two months ago, and it was what, 50 50? I ask it to you now. I think it's like 80-20 against. Now, that's not to say he couldn't make a team as a free agent. I think he could he could work his way into a, a practice squad spot, a third string quarterback spot, but you're not going to get a lot of guaranteed money if you go that route. And once again, we see how the landscape of staying in school has changed here over the last really 10, 20, 30, 40 years. It used to be Staying in school was just the, you know, the the party line right decision every time. And now as time has gone on, I mean, that argument doesn't hold a lot of water. Sometimes it does make sense. Like in Devo Davis's case with a basketball team, if you were unable to get yourself drafted, if the scouts don't think you're good enough to play at the next level and with everybody getting whatever, eight years, 10 years now in college, which is just, I don't even understand that but everybody's in school forever. If they want to be, you could transfer like four or five, six times. Really college athletics has become pro athletics. They've just made it longer. It's longer. I also think the personal connections to the players have gotten shorter by comparison, right? You don't get to know these guys as well. And even if you do like how excited are you for rocket Sanders at South Carolina this morning? I don't think you're very excited if you're a Razorback fan for that. And watch Rocket go out there and have a bounce back season for them. I mean, it's going to make you nauseous. Could KJ be joining him there? Maybe. Taylor Green in the door from Boise as we scooped for you a couple of nights ago and then talked about a couple of mornings ago. And I think you're like me. You're thinking Taylor Green is Bobby P's dual threat guy. But it doesn't mean they found a way to get KJ Jefferson out the door yet. I mean, he's still here. Putting up pictures on his Instagram and his Twitter of him in a Razorback jersey and sweatshirt. I mean, he's still here right now. Incredible. And then there's Jacoby Criswell. I mean, this this Arkansas quarterback situation that we discussed a couple mornings ago was was pretty relevant. I, I think it's going to be a battle finally in the spring. Something hotly contested and close 
to watch. And I'm looking forward to it. But that's where we're at with football as far as the transfer portal. Then there's the schedule drop. 2024 is out there for you to look at now. Hogs and the rest of the SEC officially unveiling the whole thing yesterday. For a while there, we were more of the mindset that these are just, you know, it's going to come trickle down <laughs> one game at a time. And then all of a sudden we get a chance now to sink our teeth and do a little bit more than that, which is nice. And uh, there you go. Here's your Arkansas Razorback 2024 schedule. August 31st, Arkansas plays Pine Bluff at home. You best not take them lightly. They're going to come in and whoop you like the women's basketball team did. Um, APB will be a blood in Little Rock to start the season. You get that game done. This Little Rock thing, the last couple of years to start the year is weird. Let's not do any more of that moving forward, okay? I know you're just trying to get the game out of the way, but Little Rock games just ain't doing it for me. They just, I mean, they haven't for a long time. Anyway, you start the year in Pine Bluff. That'll be a bummer. Then it's Oklahoma State in week two on the road in Stillwater. What a game. On the road. That's my pick. Question of the day today. What's the best road trip for Arkansas Razorback football in 2024? The upcoming season. I know it's only 2023 right now, but it's getting away from us fast. We've got a couple weeks left in this year. So you tell me, looking ahead to next year football, what is the best road trip for Arkansas Razorback football? And of course, you got that game in Stillwater looming large in week two on September 7th. So you'll get two weeks into the season next year and you won't have played a home game in Fayetteville. But that's a little bit misleading because watch how this schedule unfolds the rest of the way. September 14th, after that juggernaut game with the Cowboys, man, you're going to need a win in that game in week two to set the tone next year. But week three. Alabama, Birmingham. <clears throat> you got a shot at 3-0 before you go on the road in week four, September 21st at Auburn. So Alabama, Birmingham. 4-8 and eight this year. They still have a team, huh? Uh, but then at Auburn to start SEC play on September 21st. Usually it's been Texas A&M. This past year, we had LSU in front of the A&M game as they moved it around. Auburn on September 21st. Auburn was a debacle this year. That was the game that gave us a great reckoning with the Razorback football program. I think you feel like you got a little something extra that you need to bring to the table for that game at Auburn on September 21st. A 6-6 six and six team for Hugh Freeze this year. They beat you 48-10. to 10. And as Hugh Freeze said afterwards, it could have been worse. I decided to not score touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You believe they actually said that in the microphone after the game? That was kind of awesome. Like, I could have scored 70 on that team. I chose not to because I'm a man of the Lord, except when I'm calling the hotties late at night uh, behind my wife. He's back. But never mind. I'm digressing. These are not the thought processes you want to go down today. All right. At Auburn week four, you owe you free something. You owe Mr. Self-Righteous a little something in that game. Can you deliver it? I don't know. Week five, you stay away from home. Arlington, Jerry World. I don't even count that as a road trip, Jakota. It's just like you play that game every year. You're so sick of it. Last chance to do it, I guess, for a hog game for a while. But you want to go down to Arlington, go down for a Cowboys game. Go down to to Dallas to do a little uh, a little sights and sounds, a little history. Go check out the book depository. You know what I'm saying? There's lots of things to do there beyond Jerry World. 
But um, A&M, September 28th, Mike Elko versus Sam Pittman slash Bobby Petrino. That's your fifth game. So first game of the year is August 31st, Pine Bluff. Then Oklahoma State on the 7th of September. Alabama, Birmingham on the 14th. At Auburn on the 21st and September 28th, you play A&M in Jerry World. That's five games in. Tennessee, the first week of October on the 5th, they went eight and four this year. Isn't it crazy? A&M went seven and five and Jimbo got $80 million to leave. Got fired for that. Tennessee, eight and four on October 5th. They were eight and four this year. A little down. What were they? 10 and three last year, I think, before the eight and four year this year. Tennessee coming here. The home schedule is juicy. I mean, and you better show up or you're going to get beat down a lot of these games. The fans will be gone by the end of the first quarter if that happens. You get two bye weeks this year, which is nice. First one comes on October 12th after a pretty tough start to the year for Arkansas. OK State, Auburn, A&M, and Tennessee in your first six games. Those were really tough games. I'm bluffing Birmingham. We won't count on that list. You hit October 12th to get a chance to rest up. Then you have six games to go surrounding another bye week, two bye weeks next year. And I think they come at very opportune times. Don't put too much stock into that, but a little bit. LSU out of the bye week. Man, I like that. On October 19th, you get two weeks to prepare for LSU. Really, you know, a a week to rest up, freshen up, and start looking at some film and all that, and then a week to really get ready for them. And I think Arkansas is going to play a great game against LSU on October 19th. You really need to win that one. But I've said that a lot lately. And how was that gone? At Mississippi State in October 26th. It's one of your only road trips this year. In fact, that's your your third of four true road trips. And that's the end of October. So September loaded, then, then October, Tennessee by LSU at Mississippi State. That's it in October. November 2nd, home for Ole Miss. Another team you owe a little something to. Chance to... Bring it against Lane Kiffin's crew again. November 2nd, Ole Miss at home. And then a bye week. Second bye week of the year. Again, for the third time on the show already today, I am loving the bye weeks and where they're coming. So that's November 9th. And then you have three games left. Ole Miss was 10-2 and two this year, by the way, Dewan. Dewan always trolling Kiffin, but 10-2 and two this year. Um, Texas. In Fayetteville on November 16th. That'll be fantastic. Not just because it's Texas, big part of it. But last time we got to see him here a few years ago, and that was a special night. That was in September. Now you get him a little later in the year with the fall effect going on. Huge game. Home against Texas, November 16th. Excited for that. Are the Hogs ever going to go to Austin? Do we ever get to go down there? No, just them coming here. That's fine. That's fine. Next to last game, November 23rd, La Tech at home. They were 3-9 and nine this year. Texas 12-1 and one right now. And in the college football playoff, obviously. Louisiana Tech 3-9. and nine. I think Quinn Ewers is back for Texas next year. Is what I believe. All right, and then your, um, your last game of the year. At Columbia, Missouri. At Como. Not Lake Como. At Columbia, Missouri. And I'm thinking that one will get moved up a day to Black Friday. So November 29th, is that what that is? Or no? I would think Thanksgiving is usually the third Thursday, huh? Hmm. So maybe you don't have Black Friday game next year. Maybe that was one of the changes. It's a bummer if you lost that. I'll investigate that a little bit more this morning. At Missouri on November 30th to end the season. Missouri 10-2 and this year, and that was part two to Auburn. The two 
demolitions at home that you took. Four road trips for Arkansas next year, true road trips, Stillwater, Auburn, Starkville, and Como. Our question of the day is up. Which of those road trips do you think is the best one? The one you'd most like to take with Razorback football next year? Gives you a little juice. Here we are on this 14th of December, 2023, and we're thinking eight months out. Eight plus months away from next year's football season. And even though we want to forget the pain and the issues of this year as quickly as possible, I think it's important to feel hopeful as you look ahead. Chance to redeem yourself and get back on the right track as far as your football program is concerned once again. All right, um, let's hit our first break of the morning. A little long out the gates, but a lot to catch up on. Appreciate you all bearing with us this week. We have uh, had that bug thing run through the house here over the past week, and uh, it got the best of me yesterday. But we're here. We're feeling better. Hope you're feeling well. And let's keep pushing. Christmas, wow, inside of 12 days away. I know you're finishing up the, the shopping. I'm sure the kiddos are ecstatic and we got uh, a lot of lights up too it's a good time of year my friends stay positive that's what i'm striving for here stay positive positive. for a high of 62 degrees today it doesn't feel so christmasy enjoy the warm stuff where you can get it should be clear skies overhead chance of rain coming through on the weekend it's team b media from the bunka studio and your boy josh berticini our last what Week plus of shows this year, week and a half, as we get ready to hit our Christmas break. But we're pushing towards the finish line, and I appreciate you being here. TB Media, JB, in the mornings, coming right back. Square in. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business cards, show signs, and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of the Real NWA, JB. 
When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Thanks so much for being here today, my friends. You got Christmas season going on. A lot of things can pull you away from your usual routine. A lot of folks sick in and out of work. Obviously, the mug ran through our house this week. Nothing you can do about it. You just got to keep pushing forward. Christmas now, what, 11 days away? So we will finish this week out, obviously, today and tomorrow. And then uh, back next week for a few more shows. Before we shut it down for Christmas break. 100 shows in, what, 117 days? A little worn out right now, but that's okay. You got to do what you got to do. I know you got a lot of people out there listening. You're like, I'm putting in the overtime. I'm grinding. I got to pay for those presents. I respect the hustle. I want you to know that. I most definitely respect the hustle. The real NWAJB as we make it through our fourth month together on this program. And off and running with our people's post-game shows there for you increasingly right after these football and basketball games wrap up. Out the gates this morning, a lot of talk about the football schedule. SEC officially dropping it yesterday. We went game by game through it already with you. And I think it's very interesting in a lot of ways to look at how much better the schedule is than It was a year ago, even. I think you find yourself believing that this is the kind of schedule that Arkansas can do some damage with. And if it's if it's not, you know, if it becomes an ongoing thing where, you know, for whatever reason, Arkansas can't shake the the doldrums, can't shake out of you know, being stuck in a, in a rut again, then I think Sam Pittman and the leadership of this program is going to change. But as it stands right now, clearly Bobby Petrino brought in here to help lift it back up, to help take it to a respectable place again. We'll see whether or not that happens. Check it out. Question today today, best road trip for Arkansas Razorback football in 2000. And 24. Still water for the Oklahoma State game in week two. That's got to be on the board. Auburn for the game on the Plains in week four. Most definitely on the board. The team from the Plains, that is. But of course, it's here in Fable. Um, or am I getting it right? Let's make sure I'm getting it right. No, it is in Auburn. Okay. Because they came in here and destroyed Arkansas by what, 50? I'm getting it right. Best road trip. Stillwater, Auburn, Plains. Okay. Starkville, Mississippi, Delta, right? Yes. 
That is a road trip, too. Just reconfirming. And then Columbia's the fourth one. All right, we got it right. Stillwater, Auburn, Starkville, and Columbia are the four true road games. But don't forget, as Dakota is all about this game in uh, in Arlington. Dakota, man. I just that ship has sailed. Who cares? I mean, it's Jerry World. It's a great stadium. Go to a game there. Have a fun time. Been there, done that. Next. So you tell me. Uh, and Columbia, I mean, the, the trip to Missouri, Hog fans tend to not make that one. It is five and a half hours in like the middle of nowhere there up through the Ozarks. There's no quick way to get to Columbia, Missouri from Fayetteville, Arkansas. There's no quick way to do that. Stillwater, Auburn, Starkville, Columbia. What's the best road trip for Razorback football in 2024? On our question of the day. Our items. Rocket Sanders. See ya. Better money. Has a fit, he thinks, in South Carolina. Doesn't want to go pro, which is very alarming. You would think now with a running back, especially with the wear and tear, it would be time for him to go. No. Rocket's going to go to South Carolina. Play football there. Well, good luck to him. And good luck to them. And we'll see if he gets on the field at all. Because here at Arkansas, not on the field a lot. Not really. That was one of the major problems this year for Arkansas, besides the offensive line stinking bad, was not having Rocket healthy and slim and trim on the field. And once Luke Hass got hurt against AM, it was uh that was pretty much all she wrote. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much all she wrote. For the offense, at least. What else? The Rocket Nugget's a painful one, isn't it? Um, I'm not going to break down the SEC schedule, but you can look at it for yourself. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. There's some great games all over the place, not including Arkansas, that, I, that I'd like to go to. Uh, Craig Berube fired by the St. Louis Blues. I found that a little strange. I know they're scuffling right now, but they want a cup there for the first time in franchise history. It shows you in the NHL, and, and I love that sport. I know it's a niche sport, but I love it. Man, they fire coaches quick, don't they? I mean, you can win a championship and then two years later be looking for a job. Real quick. Other items. NFL's going to play in Brazil next year, huh? Who's coming with me? That sounds so fun. An increase, and we'll get all of our shots and vaccinations in advance, right? Because I'm sure there's all kinds of extra bugs running around there that we don't deal with here. 50,000 in the stadium that they want to play it in. It's a lot. They've used that stadium for World Cup and Olympic Games. Uh, NFL talking about doubling international games from four to eight next year. Brazil would be fun. Tonight, uh, terrible game for you if you're into it. Chargers and Raiders, if you're into torture and uh, pain. And judging by the fact that a lot of you are Razorback fans, I, I guess you are, uh, the pain part at least. Tonight, Chargers without Herbert at Raiders without really anybody. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's long gone. I'm not even sure who their quarterback is, but that's your Thursday night football game. If you can find it, please don't on Amazon Prime tonight. For that contest, college volleyball, we're into the final four, baby. Is anybody going to beat Nebraska? I kind of doubt it. Arkansas threw some good punches in that fight before falling in the Elite Eight. Nebraska and Pittsburgh at six tonight. Wisconsin and Texas at 830. ESPN for the 
college volleyball semifinals today and a spot in the championship game coming up here in just a couple of days. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Must bus. They're live scrimmaging again. And you love to hear it. And you also wonder why it took them so long to do it. I mean, shouldn't that be an integral part of what you're doing in practice? I guess all coaches do it different. Eric Musselman knows more about basketball in his pinky than I do in my whole brain. But, I mean, every team I've ever watched usually went at it live. Now, Muss is always trying to work on details. And I'm not saying they don't play five on five ever. But, yeah, him saying yesterday at his press conference deal, we are practicing live more now than I have at any point here. Good. Because this team needs to get reps in together. For whatever reason, they don't have a lot of them. Arkansas will play Lipscomb, wipe it off, in Little Rock. What's that, the Simmons Center? Is that what we're calling it now? Whatever it is. In the venue, in Little Rock, the basketball one. was not terrible. I saw Arkansas play Texas Tech and Bobby Knight there many moons ago. Had him rip me in the postgame presser for not having a pen. That happened. But um, that was like 15 years ago now. Um, you can't lose to Lipscomb on Saturday night at five o'clock game is not televised, which is always shady. You wonder what really went down. Did you lose the game? If nobody could see it, they say it'll be on sec network plus, plus, plus. I don't know if that's real, but that's what they're saying. And 64 for Giannis last night. How about that for the bucks? Huge game out of him. Anytime a guy puts up that kind of total, you gotta be a little bit impressed by it. And then, Indiana, the Pacers run around. Did you see this last night, y'all? They steal the game ball. They stole Giannis's game ball. So he scored 64, like a Bucks franchise record. And you know the way these guys are. I mean, it's like anybody, especially if you know you've played sports before. You get it. Big moment. You want some uh memorabilia, you want a souvenir that represents that. What better than the basketball at the end of the game there? And the Pacers snatch it away from Giannis. They take it away and they won't give it back to him. They give him like a rubberized outdoor spalling basketball that's been used. They're like, here you go. Stink the ball, man. I want my 64-point ball. That ain't mine. He would have said it much nicer with a Greek accent. That was a pretty wild story out of last night, though, wasn't it? And that's what you got going the heck on across the wide world of sports. Razorback focus always on this program because that's where our bread is buttered. And great time of year as we close in on the Christmas season. Positive vibes out there for everybody except Raymond Green, right? Did you see that play the other night? So dirty. So dirty. There's dirty and then there's straight disgusting. That was straight disgusting. That was bad. But if you saw that, an intentional whip around kind of punch to the face by Draymond Green on Phoenix Sun Center, Yusuf Nurkic. Guy got crushed. Flagrant two foul. And Draymond Green now suspended indefinitely by the NBA because he's got major mental problems. I mean, he is constantly trying to hurt people. There's playing physical, and then there's hurting people. I don't think there's any way that guy makes the Hall of Fame. And he probably should, but no. All right. um, It is 740 already. That's fantastic. We'll take a quick time out, come back three minutes, and talk some more NFL. Let's keep it with a football vibe. A lot of stuff going on. Four weeks left to go. 
our good friend Ty Schalter long tossing in the pen. And he'll join us after this quick timeout. The real NWAJB. We're coming right back. On the square in on the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the Square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work, to branding new businesses, or rebranding an existing business, to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769 1505 or email mock legal solutions at gmail.com folks thank you so much for making our new program the real nwa jb part of your daily routine already live at 7 a.m every morning monday through friday for 90 minutes talking razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports we do the show live on the podbean app and you can too by using bluetooth in your car or at home we work on smart speakers podcasts available anytime you want spotify apple and more it's the real nwa WHAB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. Let's get right into it now. NFL down the stretch. Ty, of course, covers the league for the 538. You can find him on the tweets at Ty Schalter. Man, um, doesn't feel to me like there's one clear-cut best team in the NFL right now. How about to you, Ty? Why don't we start right there? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I was talking about this a uh, couple other shows this week so far. That you, you look at the teams and their relative strength and their relative road that they've got left, their odds to win. It's There's no number one overall team. I still think probably the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. They're probably going to like hang out and they're probably going to end up being the number one seed once it's all said and done. Have that path, you have that home field advantage. They're gonna be tough to beat. AFC, the Ravens might be able to hold on to that, you know. But I could, I could buy almost any different scenario. 
I feel like your thoughts there on the on the NFC resonate deeply, right? Like there's there, there's a lot of paths that you could believe this thing could play out across uh, Niners, Eagles, Cowboys. Now in that three way tie in ten and three and ten and three that you bring up, man, Dak Prescott. We got a lot of Cowboys fans who listen to this show. That's the that's the predominant NFL choice around here in the Ozarks. Chiefs have become increasingly the hot new thing the last few years, but Cowboys love runs deep, and right now. I mean, their excitement feels justified. Prescott playing on a very high level. And despite injuries on that defense, right, Ty? They keep hanging in there. How about Dallas as a contender right now? Yeah, no, I believe it. And I think for the first time, we've seen some change from Mike McCarthy. You know, like, like this has always been the, the limiter for me. Obviously, up here in Detroit, I saw a whole lot of Mike McCarthy up close. And I saw him coach some Packers teams that should have won a lot of trophies into not winning those trophies. So I was like, first, give me a Dallas team that I really believe is one of the one or two best teams in the NFC. That hasn't been the case until this year, I think. Second, show me that Mike McCarthy isn't going to coach them back out of those opportunities. This is the first year I really see that from him, where he is advanced in his decision-making, advanced in his game prep, and being able to not shoot himself in the foot and not make suboptimal choices. He's playing great. And, and I think Dallas, you know, there's no margin for error here. They got to continue down the stretch to, uh, to keep uh, winning. And if they can be at home, right, that's the key for them, Ty. If they're home through the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. But if they're on the road somewhere, tough to trust them with their history in a big spot away from their own house. I'm looking at the final schedules of the teams we're talking about. Cowboys don't have it easy at Buffalo this weekend at Miami next weekend home Detroit. That's not cake at Washington to close. I mean, you got to go at least three and one and you might have to go four and oh in that stretch. If you're going to take the conference, let me buy comparison Ty, just so we all know what we're working with. Do the Eagles and the uh, and the Niners closing stretches too? Eagles are home or at Seattle this Monday night. Um, Giants next week. Arizona on Christmas Day. That's also Monday. Arizona New Year's Eve and at the Giants at Seattle. Home Giants. Home Arizona at Giants. Give me that schedule in a heartbeat over the one I'm looking at for Dallas. Um, and then last but not least, I'll throw it back to you, Ty. Here is San Fran's closing schedule for the season by comparison. And they are at Arizona, home Baltimore, at Washington, home the Rams. I think I like the Niners and the Eagles schedules more than Dallas. Oh, yeah. The Eagles had one of the hardest schedules in the NFL up until this point. And I believe they have the easiest schedule from this point forward. Um, I, I believe that the Eagles were vulnerable. Uh, you look at their strength metrics, points differential, that kind of stuff. Of like, like, they are not as good as their record says. The last couple of weeks shows that. But they don't have to be very good to beat the Giants twice and the Cardinals. And especially the Seahawks right now are, you know, they've been in the tank for a month. This is the time you want to get them. 
So it's the thing that set themselves up pretty nicely for the Eagles. I do believe the Cowboys are the stronger team. They have the hardest of those three rows, the hardest road of those three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they will need to continue playing like that and maybe catch some breaks to hold on to that number one seed. Yep, that's where they're at. Is there a dark horse we're missing here in the NFC? I mean, there is a nine and four Lions team, but they seem to have, have flatlined a little bit. It really feels like Vikings seven and six. I think those three teams are the best three teams, right? I mean, there's nobody else, really. The Rams can surprise some people, right? Like, if the Stars went for them, we saw them take the Ravens all the way to the very last second this past week. Uh, They're dangerous. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Sean McVay, they can score at any given drive, at any given play, at any point. I don't think they have enough talent, especially on defense. I don't think they have enough consistency to to you know win out and and you know kind of take control of things but i think they're going to be in the mix and i think it could surprise somebody i can tell you right now lions fans and media are terrified how this is going to shake out is that they are hosting uh the rams in the first round of the playoffs and matthew stafford comes in and knocks them out that's the thing that Detroit lions saying do not want to see it could happen that's not the craziest thing i've heard i mean it could be a a first round matchup afc let's do it ravens 10 and 3 top record in the league dolphins were right there with them until they threw that game away stunningly against the titans in the last three minutes you can't blow a two touchdown lead and lose with three minutes left ravens 10 wins dolphins nine wins then it's Jags and Chiefs with eight apiece. And then like everybody else is technically still in the playoff mix. What do you make, except for the Patriots? What do you make of the, uh, of the like AFC? 14 teams. Right. Or seven and six or not. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, I, the Ravens and the Dolphins, it's tough for me because those are two teams for the last two years. I've been up on the table going, these teams have more talent than you think. These teams are better coached than you think. These teams are more dangerous than people realize. Now we're seeing, they're stacking up the W's. Obviously, Miami trip uh, this past week. Uh, but those are two teams that I, I love what they do. I love how they're coached. I love their the way their schedule sets up. Um, they're very likely to be, you know, they, the, one of those is going to be the number one seed, and they're going to be very tough to beat. It's a tough conference. It's always a tough conference. There's so many good quarterbacks, and even when quarterbacks are having a down year, Justin Herbert's out. Gosh, Allen is not playing well. Okay, well, Trevor Lawrence is achieving his potential, and uh, guys are coming off the bench. You know, Browning is playing lights out. There's so many opportunities there for these other guys, um, but. I, I really think it's going to be the Ravens that hold on to it. And I think it's the Dolphins that really are going to have to uh, be consistent um, and, and, and fix some of their issues. They want to take thoughts on that. We got one or two more in with Ty Schalter. Follow him on the tweets, the X, what may have you. A longtime friend of the show. Awesome NFL mind and fun to talk with him for uh, for a little bit here this morning. Bill Belichick, story out of the Boston Globe that the Patriots are planning on moving on from after the season. I don't think that's really a stunner to anybody who's been paying attention the last few years. Do you think it's, I mean, that's a pretty reputable source, but it doesn't mean that there couldn't be an about face, uh, you know, in a closed door meeting. I think it's indeed over for Bill there. Move him up, special consultant, assistant GM. I mean, he, he, he looks old and his team doesn't respond to him the same way anymore. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, um, I just did. There's a, a journalism student who's doing a big project on Bill Belichick, and I just did like a half an hour interview with him on this last week. And you know, like 
what gave Bill his edge is that combination of scouting and scouting for his coaching mm-hmm. and adapting his system so that he can constantly have guys coming off the bench and 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 excelling cheaply, giving him an edge in the salary cap. Um, you know, being able to, to save money and, and, and have consistency and like that engine is just broken. The fact that they have to keep going back to the well for expensive free agents that aren't doing it. And like you said, they're not responding to him. The cupboard is bare. There's not a bench full of special teamers, former rugby players who are like coming out to become top linebackers. It's not happening anymore. And they don't have the skill position talent to make up for it. Obviously, the whole succession plan had, you know, 13 years to plan for Tom Brady's retirement. And then he does it. And then he comes back. And they don't have any answers. They don't have any behind him. So it's it's time for him to move on. This embarrassing for a franchise at that level to be playing like this. And uh, it's it's the end. And it's the end. Ty has called it over. It's over, right? But it's over. Uh, real quick, Patty Mahomes meltdown at the end of the Chiefs game. Um, too much made about that or not enough? Kansas City, they're not great this year. Mahomes looks deeply frustrated to me. Final thought on the Chiefs. Got a lot of those listeners out here, and then I'll let you, you go, know, Ty. Just, the Chiefs, you know, no big surprise. Coming into this season with not enough receiving talent, enough weapons, and that's kind of how this is turning out. But that's true because he doesn't have guys he can trust in these moments, no matter how well he's playing. Um, and I I like to see that fire from him. I'm one of the people that said, yeah, I, I'm glad to see him fired up because that's not okay to, to play that hard and make that play to win that game and have it taken away because uh, some guy didn't have a sense to get on, right? Great spot. Ty Schalter, follow him on the tweets at T-Y-S-C-H-A-L-T-E-R. This guy is a uh, is a rock star in the sports media world, and he's awfully nice to this show. Ty, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year if we don't catch up before the year's out because we're going to take a little downtime too. But uh, I know we'll be talking come playoff time in January, buddy. Thank you so much, Ty. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely, man. Always a pleasure. All right, buddy. Make sure to get that up on the podcast later today and cut him loose as we continue the conversation here. One hour in, and Jermaine Petty now stretching. Look at JP. He looks like he could go and hit another 15, 20 people. Get some tackles for us out there if we needed them to. We'll take a top-of-the-hour break. We're coming back. Thanks for listening. Real NWA, JP.